Hello NCF, I hope everyone is doing well. It is uh, truly a privilege to be able to uh, preach for you today. Uh, when Pastor John asked me if I could uh, preach for NCF uh, this Sunday, I, I told him I was happy to do so. I wish it could be in person, but unfortunately uh, that can't happen. But it is still a privilege, it is still a joy to be able to uh, share today's message with you today. Um, I think the last time I was at SEF was I think in late February. Uh, our family has added a fourth member to our home. Uh, since then, uh, we, we were able to uh, say hello to our baby boy uh, in May. And so now we are a family of four. We are exhausted. Uh, Harry and I are pretty, pretty tired, but we are so thankful, uh, so happy to be able to uh, have brought Joey home and to, yeah, to be a family of four. And obviously, again, it is a joy to be able to be with you today, uh, albeit um, through an online service. Today's passage comes from the book of Luke, chapter 7, and we will be in verses 11 to 17. Luke, chapter 7, verses 11 to 17. Let me read for us the passage today. Luke chapter 7, verse 11, Soon afterward, he went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, and the bearers, bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. Amen. Let me, let me pray for us. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this privilege we have to come together to worship you, to be able to think about what you have to say to us today through your word. And Lord, we pray that we would just be so blessed by your word, that we would be encouraged, we would be convicted, we would be moved, and we would just respond with worship unto you. Help us to be blessed and help us, Lord, to truly give you the glory that you deserve today. We thank you, and in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Again, it's great to uh, be able to um, share today's message with you today. And and today we're looking at just the story in the book of Luke. Uh, we see Jesus, and we see that he is he's very popular, right? If you look at today's passage, it says, that he was going, he went to a town called Nain, his disciples, and a great crowd, that's the word, uh, it's used great, great crowd, went with him. And at this point in Jesus' ministry, he's, he's pretty popular, and, and I imagine, you know, why wouldn't he be? You know, here was Jesus teaching things that people probably hadn't heard, taught in such a way before, obviously healing um, people. Um, I mean, he, he was just doing some great things and doing miracles, and People probably want to check him out and see what he was about and hear what he had to say. And so here he is. He's going with 
a great crowd. And in today's passage, we see something incredible happening. We see Jesus. He, he sees a widow who has lost her only son. Right? We see a widow who has lost her only son, a woman who is suffering. And Jesus sees her. Uh, his, his, his heart goes out to her. He has compassion on her. And when we look at the passage today, not only does he see her, not only does he have compassion on her, but he then speaks to her. He says to her, do not weep. Then he comes up and he touches the beer. And really what they're talking about here is it's like a plank, which is an open casket. And so here is this, this son who has passed away. The only son of this mother who was also a widow. And here he is on pretty much an open casket. And Jesus goes to the man. After saying, do not weep to the mother. And he says, young man, I say to you, arise. And then it's a miracle. The man, he sits up. He begins to speak. And Jesus gives him to his mother. I mean, it's an incredible thing, right? Here is Jesus. He comes into the town. He sees this funeral. He speaks to the mother. He, you know, he speaks to this man who seems to be dead. And he sits up. And he's... He's back, right? He has life again. He is no longer dead. And so the people see this. It says in the passage, fear sees them all. They glorify God saying, a great prophet has arisen among us. And God has visited his people. And of course, this report is spreads throughout all of Judea and all the surrounding country. And so we see this incredible story in today's passage. And today, as we, as, as we look at this passage, I want us to think about who Jesus is, how incredible, how loving, how powerful he truly is. And as we think about who he is, I hope we can think about how we should live our lives with love, with compassion, with kindness, but also how we, as we try to live like Christ, how we could also give him glory, knowing how amazing, how awesome, how loving, how wonderful he is. You know, we see in the word of God, in Ephesians, we're called to be imitators of God and to walk in love. And we want to think about how, how can we do that? How can we be imitators of God? How can we walk in love as we, as we look to Christ, as we think about who he is, as we are so blessed, as we are so moved by the gospel? Let us Give him glory. Let us worship him and let us say, Lord, we want to be like you. And so I want to get to this passage in more detail. And, and the first thing we see in today's passage is Jesus, he sees, right? The Lord saw the woman who was suffering, right? The Lord saw her. Now, we have to realize here that Jesus... He, he's walking with a great crowd. And I remember one time I was I was in South Korea. I was at Incheon Airport. I had just landed and I was uh, met by a friend of mine. And as he met me and we were saying hello and happy to see each other, I saw 
just this man running in the airport being chased by a bunch of a bunch of young women they were just screaming and chasing him and my friend said that's a celebrity and i said wow he must be pretty popular and then my friend said no he's not that popular because if he was really popular i mean that there would be a much greater crowd than what you're seeing right now and i said oh and and jesus at this point in his ministry he's he seems pretty popular there's a great crowd following him and he sees this funeral right he sees this whole procession happening and instead of being distracted by what he's doing and instead of being distracted by just seeing this funeral he, he he sees a woman in need he's not distracted by the crowd he's not distracted by anything else he's not preoccupied with himself no jesus sees this woman who is suffering and we have to realize think of what this woman is going through this woman is a widow, meaning she has lost her husband, but now she has lost her only son. So I mean, just emotionally, how devastating is that where you lose your husband, you lose your only son, but not just in terms of how you feel about it. Of course, it's going to wreck a person, but in, in this culture, in this time, this woman will probably have been dependent on either her husband or her son financially as well but she's lost her husband and now she has lost her only son so not only is she going to struggle with this just in a personal way just the deep sorrow that comes from losing your husband and your only son but also financially now she might have to beg now she might have to just keep her hands out and ask people to help her because financially she may no longer be taken care of by anyone and so she is in just a tough place and there there are probably just there's a great crowd there are probably people that obviously care about her her family and they want to pay their respects and they're there but they're also musicians maybe playing the flute and professional mourners you know just helping with the, the mourning and so there's, there's a great crowd of people and a lot of people showed up probably to this as well because this was a big deal. This woman has lost a lot. And Jesus, he sees the woman who is suffering. I think a lot of times we don't see people that are struggling. We don't really see how people are doing. Or maybe we don't care. Maybe we're too preoccupied with what's going on in our lives. We're so preoccupied with me, myself, and I, maybe my family and my loved ones. But a lot of times we don't see people struggling. We don't see people suffering. Whether it be people, you know, maybe their own family, people in our church, people in our neighborhood, or just people in general. We, we don't see how people are doing and it's a problem but once we see our savior he sees those who are in need he sees those who are struggling and i think it's something that we want to really think about how do i live my life you know i used to have really bad eyes um, my prescription was around negative nine and it was tough and uh, you know um, actually 
one day I decided to get LASIK. And so now I can actually see without glasses or contacts. But I remember having negative nine, just not being able to see anything, you know, just clearly, unless I had a pair of glasses on or a pair of contacts on. And I think a lot of times for us, even if we can see clearly physically, we don't really see how people are doing. But we see Jesus. He's never too busy. He's never too preoccupied. He's never too lost in what's going on. He sees where people are at. He sees how people are doing. And I and I hope and I pray that we will be Christ-like in that way. That, eyes, that our eyes will be open so that we can see the needs around us. In our family, in our church community, in our neighborhoods. And, and honestly, even beyond that in our society, in our country, in the world, seeing how people are doing. And obviously these days, I'm sure you've heard a lot about the protests, about racial injustice. And that's something that I think as Christians, whether it be racial injustice, economic injustice, different social injustice, we, we our eyes need to be open to see where is their injustice, where is their wronging. And we should see and we should know what is going on and we should care. And then Jesus, not only does he see, but he has compassion. When we look at our passage, it says, When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. So the Lord sees this woman in need and he has compassion. I think uh, to the NIV where the translation is that when the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her. That sounds pretty good. Jesus' heart went out to this woman in unmitigated compassion. Luke uses very strong language here to describe his compassion. The root word from which it comes refers to what is inside, right? The heart, the liver, the lungs. And really, Luke is describing an emotion that has a physical effect. Jesus felt for this woman. And you know, we should know it's typical of Christ. Later at a similar occasion when we look at Mary and Martha weeping for Lazarus, where he Jesus is deeply moved in spirit. Jesus is troubled. And and what we see is that Jesus has a physical reaction to what he's seeing. And here in this passage, Jesus has just an inwardly, just he, Jesus has just this reaction to seeing what this woman is going through. And his heart is just going out to her. He is just being compassionate. He, he feels her pain. And so Jesus, as he sees this woman, he doesn't just go, oh, I feel bad for her and just kind of move on. No, no, no. He, he, he feels her pain. His heart goes out to her. He has compassion. And again, I'm reminded of passages like Matthew 9, 36. When Jesus saw the cross, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And again, this is the heart that I hope you have, that I hope I have, where when we see people that are struggling, when we see people that are in need, that our hearts will go out to them, that we would feel for them. 
and that we would have truly Christ-like love and compassion for people who are struggling, who are suffering. Again, they might be people in our own families, people in our own church, people in our neighborhoods, communities, people that we don't even know, who we can see that are in pain, who are going through wrongs and injustices. We should feel the pain they're going through. We should have compassion on those who are struggling, who are suffering. Remember in seminary, I had a professor, a counseling professor, and he talked about just uh, counseling people and how he he had you know these four different aspects of counseling that he really encouraged us to to practice, and he called the love, no, speak, do. Right? You have to love the person, you have to get to know the person, really understand them, and as you love and know them, then you to speak into their life, and then you help them do. And I remember thinking, how hard is it sometimes to really love someone, to really want to get to know who they are and how they're doing and what their struggles are. But that is so important for us as the people of God who want to be Christ-like. We, we want to see how people are doing. We want to love them and we want to know them before we start speaking into their lives. And and I hope and I pray again that this is something that we desire, that we want to be like Christ. Christ sees people in need. Christ sees people struggling. Christ sees people suffering. And so he sees them. He cares about them. And obviously he has compassion on them. I remember when my wife Hera was pregnant with our first child, with, with Lydia, she had a very strong, very serious case of morning sickness, and she was she was nauseous a lot. And I remember driving with her in the car, and I was driving so slow because I didn't want her to feel nauseous. And as we were driving, she was just feeling sicker and sicker, and she was just 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 miserable. And I remember as I saw my wife, I just saw her, like my heart just went out to her. My heart was breaking, just seeing. Right, this person that I love so much, she was in so much pain. And I remember thinking, I remember wishing, I remember praying, Lord, I, I wish I could be the one in pain. I wish she didn't have to be in pain like this. And I wish I could take that pain for her. I knew I, knew, I, knew I couldn't, and that was obviously really tough. It's heartbreaking, but my heart went out to her. Why? Because I love my wife. And I think for us, we tend to lack compassion for others. Because maybe we don't love them. Maybe we're so, again, preoccupied with what we're going through. Maybe we just feel like our heart's not big enough for that. But it is so important that we, as the people of God, as we see our Savior who, who sees, but also whose heart goes out, who has compassion, we also are called to have compassion. I think of Ephesians 4.32 where Paul writes, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. We should be kind and we should be tenderhearted. We should be compassionate and obviously forgiving. And that's, that's another whole sermon there. But, but we need to have the kind of heart that Jesus has for others. And I want to really encourage us to do that. But again, we don't, we don't just stop there. We, Jesus sees Jesus has compassion, but then there's action. Where we see an act of kindness, an act of love, an act of power. 
where Jesus in verse 13, the, the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and he said to her, do not weep. Now, if you tell somebody who's weeping because they lost their loved one, it almost sounds insensitive, right? Because if, if somebody I knew was crying and weeping because they lost somebody they love so much, and I said, hey, don't weep, don't cry, that, that sounds wrong. Of course they should weep. Of course they should cry. I should be crying with you. I should be mourning and weeping with you. But of course, Jesus says that only because he knows what he is about to do. He then comes up. He touches the beer, right? Or he touches this open casket, really. And the bear is that still. And he doesn't just touch. He then says, young man, I say to you, arise powerful words and what happens the man sits up and he begins to speak and now jesus he hasn't forgotten about the mom he says he he, he gives this only son back to his mother i mean it is it is an amazing thing that we see here in this passage jesus he sees his heart goes out. He has compassion because he is filled with love. But then he doesn't stop there. He then acts with loving kindness. And he speaks to this young man. And the young man arises. He sits up. He begins to speak. And he goes back to his mother. It is truly a miracle. When Jesus touches Right? He should have become ritually unclean. But what happens? No. He gives life to this young man. He does a miracle. He, his power is seen along with his love, along with his kindness in this, in this story. And as we think about who Jesus is, let's think about his ultimate act of kindness. Let's think about how Jesus sees us sinners with no hope. We're all of us without Christ. We are dead in our trespasses and sins. We are children of wrath. We are sinners with no hope. All we deserve is death. We deserve hell. We deserve condemnation. And there is truly no hope in us but Christ has compassion on sinners like us. And Jesus, he comes into this world. Jesus lives the perfect life. Jesus goes to the cross and he dies the death that his people deserve. Jesus goes to the cross. He is forsaken on the cross. He goes to hell itself. He suffers. He bleeds. He even cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We think about the cross and what Jesus has done because of his love for his people. It is an incredible thing. And for those of us who have put our faith in Christ, we are forgiven. We are saved because Jesus died and he rose again. He has victory over sin. He has the power to forgive us of our sins. And Jesus Christ, the same Jesus who we see with this widow, we see him seeing, we see him being compassionate, we see him being kind, we see him acting as he speaks 
as he speaks to this young man, as he, and as the young man comes back to life, we know that Jesus Christ, he acted on the cross, where he died the death that his people deserve. And not only did he die, he rose again as he had victory over death. He has victory over sin. And so now we, if we trust in Christ, when we trust in Christ, we are forgiven, we are saved. And one day we'll be with our Savior for all eternity. It's an awesome thing. As we think about that, how can we not? want to be like Christ? How can we not want to love as Christ loves? As we see, as we see people in need, right? we shouldn't be so preoccupied with ourselves. We should see how people are doing. We should ask. We should have compassion for those who are struggling, who are suffering. And then we should ask the Lord, Lord, how can we act? How can we show kindness? How can we show love? How can we be Christ-like in these people's lives. I think of a couple I know, um, Ken and Anita. They are they they they're from Philadelphia, um, and and they used to for many years. They were in charge of a ministry called Logan Hope, and uh, they're not there anymore. But they they had a desire to become missionaries uh, in Cambodia, and, and they felt convicted by God instead of going to Cambodia to really reach out to the Cambodian community, the, the community that had gone through the killing fields and in in, in North Philly. And so they they, they moved there, um, they became part of the community and they, they wanted to help people in different ways and also obviously share about Christ. And, and they saw that the need there in so many ways was education. A lot of these Young people, they, they didn't have access to a good education. So they just felt really convicted by God to, to start a school. And they started a school called Logan Hope. And, and, they, and they just ministered to that community, to the children there, to, to the parents of those children, to just people in the community in different ways. And, and I got a chance to go there many times to, to see them loving and serving that community. And as I spoke to them and I, and I asked them why they were doing this, I could see they have been so blessed in their lives by the gospel. They knew Christ's love. They knew his compassion, his kindness, his love. And, and so they, they were moved. They saw the need that was there. Their heart went out to these people, heart of compassion. And they said, Lord, what can we do? How can we act? And I'm not saying this to, you know, make them sound great, but just sharing this to share that all of us, if we know Christ, if we have Christ in our heart, if we know Christ as our Lord and Savior, if we know what he has done for us, we are called to love with Christ-like love. I think about passages like Romans 5, 8. God showed us his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 1 John 3.16, right? This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And so now we, we are to love in that way. We, we, we pray for people. We give words of comfort, encouragement. We want to show our love with different acts of loving kindness. And we want to ask God, Lord, what can we do? How can we be a blessing? How can we help and bless and love others? And so... 
We want to be Christ-like. We want to see. We want to have compassion. And then we want to act with love and kindness. And then we see in this passage, fear sees them all and they glorify God, saying a great prophet has arisen among us and God has visited his people. Now, these people don't fully realize who Jesus is. I mean, they, they don't know that Christ is, is our Lord and Savior. I mean, they don't know that he is God. But they're amazed. Fear has seized them and, and, and they're and they're they're worshiping, they're they're glorifying God. But for us, we who know who Jesus is, we who know that He died, that He rose again, we who know the kind of love that He has, how can we not glorify and praise God. How can we not be in awe of our Lord who lived, who died, who rose again? We are eternally grateful and we worship our Lord. So I, I hope, I pray that all of us, as we think about the gospel every day, as we think about who Christ is every day, that we will just respond with worship, that we will respond with praise, that we will respond just giving all glory and honor to our Lord. But also, I hope, I pray, that we would desire that others know this Jesus. Right? That others will come to know Christ if they don't know him. And they also will be amazed by our Lord. They also will be amazed by our Savior. And they also would desire to worship him. And I hope that is our heart. And I hope that as we live our lives that our lives will show Christ. Our lives will show his love, his compassion, his kindness. So that when we share about Christ with our words, the way we live our lives will just help make our witness even more powerful. That we could share the gospel, we could share the love of Christ with both word and deed that we could show Christ with our actions, that we could share about Christ and just the wonderful gospel message with our words so that people would glorify God and be amazed by our Savior. So I hope and I pray that we would look to Christ every day, see His love, be amazed by Him, and that we will worship him and desire to love as he has so richly loved us and blessed us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy. We thank you for your faithfulness. And Lord, we pray that as we see and as we know how amazing, how wonderful, how loving, how good you are, as we see your compassion, your kindness, your love. We pray that we also would desire to love as you have loved, that we would desire to be compassionate and to act with loving kindness in the lives of others, and that we would always worship you because you truly deserve all the glory and all the praise. We thank you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.